will I be able to stand on the start line at the world at world champs and feel like okay can I realistically make a good race here do I have the technical ability to, to do this if that is the case and yeah I'll be happy with that and I could probably do that now hello and welcome back to another episode of the run-in this week we are joined by current world relay champion Gustav Bergman um, who's going to talk us through all things preparing for a walk in the time of COVID-19 and how he's prepping for it from his base in Sweden and not traveling to various things because um, as was hot off the press just after we recorded last time <laughs> um, you can't travel to any competitions at the moment because you're meeting the pre-world championships test races for the organizers of WOC have been cancelled and travelled to the Czech Republic again again for the uh is that the third time I think it I, might I, be actually might, yeah. maybe yeah um they they have been cancelled and travel to the Czech Republic is now prohibited or not advised um as one of the worst places currently in Europe so uh well, hey yeah perfect timing for the Czech team from our last guest Milos Nikodin um to get back from their training camp in Kenya which they arrived as we're recording today yep. so yeah <laughs> yeah for them. now they're not allowed to do any walk specific training so it goes back yep. to the whole points we were chatting to Milos about and like what is walk specific training and it basically means yeah. you can't go out his front door and um yeah it's uh, yeah well was it a surprise I don't know maybe they were very confident um, until the last minutes that it was going to happen although none of us Brits would have been able to go at least those living in the UK because um all the foreign travels banned yeah and it wouldn't have been a full a, a proper British team either because um I think with the government advice on traveling to foreign locations um both wouldn't have sent an official team it would have just been representatives from anyone who was living in Scandinavia or Europe or mm. something like that. So um yeah, walk embargo on training again. Um which I don't know if it's surprising or not. Probably is a bit surprising. But um I mean there's other stuff happening around Europe as well at the moment. So probably not considering the fact that the the entire Swiss men's team is having to isolate at the moment mm -hmm. because one of their party contracted um coronavirus on a training camp in Fontainebleau in France yeah and at least been, one at least one yeah if not more um so I mean they've been around a lot of Europe so far this year so maybe that's <laughs> not surprising that they've eventually caught something and um yeah so everyone's kind of getting back into a similar boat of not being able to train in relevant terrain so uh yeah. It's all fair in, in love and war for what? Well, 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 it's all fair or nothing's fair and we've all got to live with it. And oh, yeah. it's all just going to be a bit crazy. But and then kind of semi-related news. Have you seen about the Norwegian coaches that have resigned? Um, yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's kind of a kind of a bit unclear what's what has gone down, but something to do with um evidently like disagreements about how they should be training during covid and things like that but the two main um, norwegian coaches both resigning i think they're serving their term out until the end of april um mm. yeah so that all changed there that's quite a big shock big time to leave as well you know you've made it through most of the pandemic and then you're going to leave one month out from the european championships so it is not one um, I know the, the Norwegians seem to have been a lot stricter than some of their Scandinavian counterparts on training as groups and who's allowed outside of 
um, nor to travel and allow back in and so forth. So, uh, yeah, one to, one to watch maybe. Maybe there'll be more coming up in, in the next couple of weeks about that and exactly what caused it. But but we've got, uh, you already mentioned EO, EOC, European Champs, in mm-hmm. May in um, Switzerland, and it's just a week before the Brits are actually allowed to go anywhere, which is yes. <laughs> great. Um, oh, do you think it's going to happen? Um, I'm, I'm relatively confident that European championships will go ahead. Uh, they've already said they're not going to have spectators or spectator races. Yeah. Um, and Switzerland did have races in spring last year for their elites, which I remember we spoke to Simona Abbasold about. Um, and they've got all of the COVID um, protocols lined out in the Bulletin 3, which was released uh, last week or the week before. Uh, whether it will be a proper European Championships of having actual representation from all major countries, I doubt it. Um, yeah, because the, the IOF have put out, a, put out a thing about what, what, whether it's allowed to be called the World Championships and the criteria of, of yeah, the, yeah, the World Championships, European Championships. It's like if enough of the like top, however many teams are there. But my feeling is having had almost all of the teams there at the ski orienteering it's just going to be the uk who's not going to make the, who's not going to be able to make it there yeah it probably probably will be won't it i genuinely i genuinely think that because mm. yeah every other team was able to make it and i think i i, I don't really see any of the other countries having those bans on travel and when you're in Europe like I think I realize you know Europeans see travel between different European countries I think a bit differently to the way you know as an island nation we travel you know they're very used to like driving long distances across the continent to go to different places and I I could genuinely I could genuinely see it being only the Brits affected which just yeah yeah, it does. <laughs> it, sucks. it does. It sucks so much because there's we have genuine medal contenders, I think, on the team. And yeah. Oh, just oh, it's so annoying. It is it's really frustrating. Like you say, there's actual medal contenders, there's people who are getting in some fantastic shape. You look at uh, Chris Jones did a 28 10k on the track um last week. Three and, seconds uh, off the Commonwealth Games qualifying time. Yep. Yeah, exactly. So you know, people are getting into great shape. You know, Chris, um, uh, Chris aside, you know, in the in the women's and in the men's, and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, a real young group of athletes coming through as well. It was kind of the year to go right. Let's let's put Britain on the map three years out from home world championships, and yeah, it's a real shame. Um, but yeah. I guess you've got to deal with the cards you dealt. Prepare as if it's still going to go ahead, and and we are still going to get to go because last thing you want to do is end up going and <laughs> turn up half-baked on the start line and, and yeah, not able to race. It's, it's all about where you want to draw the line and generally you draw the line just so that you're just on the acceptable side. So we would love to draw the line just so that the orienteers are allowed to go. But of course, yeah, you know, that's just that we are in a, very much in a position where we want to go and win medals and we want to go and just compete, to be honest. So, yeah, uh, oh, you know, just to compete. Yeah, yeah, after a year, just to get on the start line. I'm so desperate to be on a start line. I'm going to be so. I'm going to be literally buzzing. I'm controlling. What I hope's the first event back, and I think I'm just going to be like, 
dancing to like a song inside my head the whole day just kind of being so excited that there's actual like the actual flags I've done lots of stuff on a map but I've not seen an actual orienteering kite oh it's for so long months and months no October I think I saw one yeah the two yeah. events in October put on by South Midlands um, Orienteering Club near Milton Keynes and they were great actually social distance events but yeah I haven't seen proper ones since then. oh no UK Elite League actually in November whoops oh get you get you <laughs> well well hopefully it's only a you know a few more weeks um, you know now until we can actually do stuff so um, no fingers in crossed in whatever form it, it's going to turn out because I, yeah the British Orienteering released some guidance uh, as to um, basically how it should kind of look which is pretty much the same as what was going on pre-lockdown um, but some different rules about how far you're allowed to travel and clubs not being asked to like check and make a decision about how far people have travelled because you're still meant to kind of stay local from the 29th of March but that's pretty much the only change at the moment although they're still waiting to find out from Sport England, from uh, DCMS what what is going on from the government basically what we're allowed to do um yeah. to, so we can get the full guidance out but um i'm looking forward to any sort of orienteering yeah here here right <laughs> on that note let's speak to someone who has been doing stuff on a map uh and has been doing some finding some kites out in the forest um and i think we get quite philosophical on this one so enjoy here's uh our mm. chat with gustav bergman how are things in Sweden at the moment? Start off by saying how how things and, and how uh, training is currently going for you. Um, yeah, like the, the things in Sweden is, well, we're in the middle of a global pandemic. You know? <laughs> yeah. the, the same as in other countries. Um, it's quite tough at the moment. We're like in in the middle of a, like the third wave of it, of it coming up. Um, mm. We have tougher restrictions than ever. We had quite tough restrictions, but like on paper, they didn't look too, so tough even last year. But mm. uh, they were really focused on on uh, keeping distance and uh, and like having small small groups. Uh, and now now it's been uh, even tougher. So uh, it, it's it's quite special. Uh, but there's still there's no like lockdown or anything. But there's pretty tough restrictions. So you're not allowed to like be in groups of more than eight people and, and stuff. Um, and, and Stockholm is one of the the worst places in 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 Sweden, uh, where where I'm living. So, uh, yeah, it, it's quite special. But uh, um, it doesn't affect me. Well, it does affect me very much. But compared to others, not that much. Because I'm I'm like, the biggest thing is like people going with pub- public transport and stuff. And uh, I'm not really doing that. I'm I'm kind of staying where I am at the moment and and just training from home. And that works fine. Like we were supposed to have a lot of like national team camps, which obviously were all cancelled, and like with you meeting cancelled as well. Like, mm. so, so it's it's uh, it's something else. Um, but apart from that, I think like my training is going well. Uh, it's been like now it's really nice weather, but uh, like in in January it was a lot of snow in Stockholm, a lot more than we usually have. Uh, so that was quite tough. Like for for. Uh, yeah for the whole of january and a bit in, into february as well uh, we had like 40 centimeters uh which is uh like not nothing uncommon for for like northern sweden but in stockholm it's usually like if we have one or two weeks with like five ten centimeter snow that's normal 
but mm. but now it's worth quite quite much. Uh, I did a lot of like indoor running, uh, running on the treadmill and stuff. Uh, mm. It's boring, but but it's fine. <laughs> you know, it, it it was only a month. If we if we would have been like the whole winter, it would have. Uh, I, I would have grown tired of it, but no, it was fine. Yeah, just be glad you're not in northern Sweden where you have to do that yeah, exactly. every yeah. every year. <laughs> exactly. Um, so tell me a little bit how about how this kind of past year has been like and and your approach to training have you kind of did you try to keep it as kind of I don't know normal a year as possible or did you do lots of changes in your training of course you had you you did have a kind of a very short season you did manage to get the an actual Swedish championships which you won both the the sprint the middle and the long so how yeah how was that kind of year been yeah it 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 was uh, strange of course like uh I was trying to to keep it like quite normal at at first, like I'm, I was like, okay, I'll just continue to to train well, and then like normally when when you start to like train a bit less and this the races are coming up, uh, I just continue to to like do my winter training, but like in the summer, mm-hmm. uh, but but it uh, like when everything got cancelled, I felt like okay, I have to do something else for a bit uh but uh, generally i just train really well like the whole year uh and then uh, then in the autumn we had uh, at least uh, swedish champs it was it was really fun it was really good races as well um they uh, like the original champs were all cancelled uh, or postponed like to to later years so this was with really short notice they like fixed some like covid uh suitable races and it, it was it was really good races so so that was fun uh but otherwise you know like we I've, I've traveled a lot less that's like the main the main thing uh and I've, I've been really lucky to to have like a club that really stepped up now when like the spring everything got cancelled um you know the the training environment where i live is was amazing like for for Okeravinen, we had like five trainings a week, uh, so like everything sorted. Like ev- every weekend, we had long runs and uh, like training races and stuff. So so it was really good. Uh, yeah. So I was lucky in that that sense. So to be in like a, such a good environment, uh, I think I think a lot of other people had it a lot tougher. Yeah, I remember seeing a lot of your um, Instagram stories, posting your maps of like your your long runs uh, of those courses and just looking at them going, oh, that looks like you're doing some really great training and seeing like the videos of you running um, through them look great. And yeah, the Swedish champs races, I managed to watch them because um, they, were, uh, they weren't geo-blocked. They were available internationally and that was like great. It's like the only orienteering I could watch uh, the whole time. And that was, they were, they were so fun to be able to like at least see some of the sport on national tv you know that was really important yeah, yeah it was good uh I, like it it's really it's really fun that they they're starting to to broadcast the swedish champs as well uh it's usually it's been like a one-off every like all the world championships are broadcast in sweden but mm. like in the in in between like so so when when you you come to like the world champs people don't know who we are like the, the general suites uh because they've never seen us like they don't remember from last year well they, they do remember Tulva because she was winning everything like yeah. but, but everyone else is just like a, a nobody 
yeah. so, so when they started to broadcast like a little bit more regularly now, uh, it's been a lot better. Uh, so I think this was the first time in, in the many years that they broadcast the Swedish champs. And I think they signed like a contract for, for several years. So that's good. So they're going to continue to, to broadcast. And I, I think that's really good. And there's been like discussions about, because we have a Swedish league, uh, the, like the cup going through mm-hmm. the year. Uh, I, th- I think it's, uh, you have something similar in, in Britain as well. Yeah. Uh, oh, bigger. That's right. <laughs> bigger. Yeah. UK league or whatever. <laughs> Yeah, we wish. They, they, yeah. it's it's uh, like there have been discussions about broadcasting that as well. So so that's good. Nice. So that nice. sounds like it's kind of coming out of the pandemic even stronger than it went in. Which yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot sure. of countries couldn't say. Yeah, exactly. Because it's uh, like it it was a really good opportunity. Like there's no no other events going on. Like mm. all the other sports were cancelled. Uh, so so that was uh, like a good opportunity for us. Absolutely. And, and you know, as I've been telling a lot of people, it's the perfect social distancing sport. You know, you are outside. Orienteers do not like to get close to each other, maybe apart from a, um, you know, knockout sprint or something like that, sprint relay. Um, and yeah, it feels like it, everybody should be doing orienteering right now. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, so... So uh, one event uh, meant to be coming up was Euro meeting, which has now been cancelled. Um, but you said a few days before that you decided not to go uh, anyway to Euro meeting. So can you tell us a little bit about that and your kind of your reasoning behind that? Oh uh, yeah, it's uh, it's so it's so it's like you have you have uh, things to like compare that's not even possible. They're like not in the same same ballpark. Like you like what preparations is obviously really important and that's like a lot of us like are professionals like mm. me included and, I'm, and and that's what i'm aiming at but at the same time like this pandemic is it's taking a toll like it's it's really tough uh, and it's not like we in sweden have have a great situation and if you look at czech republic they're like the worst worst in europe at the moment so I'm just, oh, it's just so difficult to, to say like what, what is the right thing to do. Um, and I felt like at the moment, it's just, I couldn't really like justify it with myself on going there. Uh, mm. on, so on, part of it is like not wanting to contribute to the spread. Yeah, further, yeah, exactly. Yeah? I, th- I think it's like, for, for me, it's, it's, uh, there's three things like so so one is obviously like being not wanting to to get covid yourself like mm-hmm. uh, but but that's i'm not really scared of it like that of mm-hmm. course i want to avo- avoid it but it's not like i'm i'm that's the the reason i don't want to go to czech republic like mm-hmm. I, I i'm not i'm not that bothered about it like of course i don't want to to get sick but that's not the reason like and then then there's two things uh and and one one is like i don't want to to be a part of like the increased uh, risk that is obviously when people are mixing like every social interaction is is an increased risk and then of course you can discuss like what is the a reasonable level like Mm. on of uh, how much you can close down society and, and people's uh, like freedom to, to do stuff. 
Uh, but I, I, I've just felt I don't want to be part of that uh, at the moment when it's, things are quite bad. And then I also think it's quite important to to be a good example. Like, uh, as, at least in Sweden, we are very, like, all the restrictions are very, very driven about, like, all the individual have to take responsibility. Mm. That's, like, the main issue, like, the main thing that all the authorities, like, push to we don't have like that many laws and rules that like you're not allowed to do this you're not allowed to do this but they're mm-hmm. really pushing like everyone must take responsibility mm-hmm. and, that, and then like to to travel to the like the the place in europe where the infection rates are highest i feel mm-hmm. like it, it's not setting a good example like so so that's like the 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 main reasoning behind it and i, I of course it's it's like it felt like a di- difficult decision when I when I made it, mm. but then when I decided that I didn't want to go, it felt like oh, this feels good. Like <laughs> I, I was really relieved. You also uh, said in your Instagram post you were like behind schedule. Is that played a, a factor? Yeah. Is that also like you don't want to get COVID and get pushed further behind schedule, no, or, or it, you prefer to kind of do more training at home rather than yeah, like have to do a competition? No, I'm 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 more like behind on schedule, like. on the specific like technical training for Mm. for like not really physically physically I think I'm I'm in in, like in a good place at the moment but Mm. like technically it's just yeah I want to spend some more time there like it's uh, it's quite special uh, special terrain and I'm I'm not really used to it Uh, so that's that's also like a factor in in like Mm. that making it even more difficult to deciding to decide like I'm not going to go there uh but i'm i'm i've made a like a plan b that feels good now so so we'll be fine i hope (laughs) we'll we'll touch on plan b in a bit um but i want to i want to pick up on what you said about kind of being an example because i think that's what we've seen you do a lot um i think in the last more so in even in the last couple of years but it seems like you've made kind of activism or being a, a voice for change a big part of your identity um and has that always been important to you what why is it something you've chosen to do because it seems like you have made a decision to to do mm. that with things like talking about china talking about traveling on the train to get to places like switzerland um you know gender equality things like that that you've kind of been having raising your voice and talking about yeah yeah i've been always been really like not really interested in politics but i've I've been like feeling that these issues are really important and i i I want to to do my part in like doing something about it uh and yeah i I was easily like 10 15 years ago i was a lot more radical than i am now like (laughs) uh, (laughs) I, i i was like really thinking having really like a lot of lot of uh, opinions on on stuff uh but i, I still think it, and I've, I've always been like feeling like if you have uh like if, if people are going li- to if you have a platform that's what i'm looking for if you have a platform like you should use it uh and i i feel like i not that I'm obligated to do it, but I feel like it's something I, I really want to do and, and like take my responsibility. Um, and like in the last couple of years, like my platform has grown bigger. Like it's, it's I've, I've always been quite, uh, you know, like speaking openly about 
all political issues, uh, but it's mostly been like in Sweden. Uh, and I haven't really been, I haven't really had like big opinions on, on things going on, like in, in outside, outside of Sweden, uh, with like how, how we do things, um, in the orienteering community. Uh, and then I, I obviously have been like, when, when you do start to win stuff, uh you people tend to listen to you mm. so so when i'm like in recent re years like really started to win stuff then i've thought like okay then i i need to to say something about things uh that i that i'm passionate about uh and and uh, it's been a little bit bit more like the last years uh but i think that's in part well, i think a lot of controversial things have come up right yeah think, exactly you know going exactly. to china yeah. Um, the I mean, I'm sure environmental stuff has always been on your mind, but you know, obviously, you, you made that decision to travel to Switzerland, yeah, exactly. other places on the train, and 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 of course, the the movement happening with women's equality and the yeah. the, the competition, you know, things like Tiamila and various other things. Then there feels yeah. like there's been some controversial topics recently. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, the the whole thing about China—that's something I've never been really in that situation before uh a little bit like I've, I've been going we had world cups in turkey a couple of years ago but that that's a bit different and it's never been like on that that level so I've, I, have, I've never... I have to say re china and i think i should recap for everybody you were talking a lot about human rights issues in yeah, china yeah, obviously exactly. going along and i had a because i talked to you you know at the opening ceremony on the, the tv and i I had a long debate with myself with myself about whether I was going to ask you about that because you'd been very yeah. vocal about it and so and I thought maybe you would bring it up anyway if I didn't ask so I thought but it's in China you don't really want to be talking yeah, about yeah, exactly. Chinese human rights I was like let's do it in a so I thought really long and hard about how I was going to ask you that question in a vague enough way so if you <laughs> wanted to bring it up surrounded by loads of Chinese people who could to potentially do something quite bad to you um you know yeah. then you had an opportunity to say that if you wanted to yeah yeah it's 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 just the those kinds of like dilemmas it's it's really tough like i i don't think that and i well i know for a fact that like a lot of people in china really really and all all the organizers, most of the organizers, really wanted to do this, and I, mm -hmm. I you don't want to, you know, don't want to step on their toes. Like mm -hmm. they they really really want to organize these events and do it well. Like mm -hmm. so so, and I have like the utmost respect for that. Of course, like I, I know that people in, in in different parts of the world also really enjoy orienteering and, and want to do the best for the sport. Uh, so so it's uh, like difficult thing to talk about uh, always because I, I think like the 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 problem isn't that like the people on like the grassroots level those aren't the problem yeah. like in China the, the problem is like to ha they have they don't have a, a working democracy like yeah and I, I think I think the, the, that the IOF are the ones that should take responsibility for that kind of mm. like decisions and not leave it up to the athletes quickly on you know you're you're one of the many athletes lending their voice to the 
kind of whole discussion that that's I think started in Sweden and that's continued now. You know, there's there's stuff happening in Norway about gender equality, and in the UK, like we're we're kind of starting to make some progress on that. And I think it's really important that we have male athletes getting behind this kind of whole campaign and and raising awareness. I think that's really important as well. Yeah, it's it's that's also like. <sighs> I, it's it's uh, a little bit of both. I I think it's really important that the like the people with power uh, really do. And in this case, I do have power because I'm like in, an important per- person in orienteering, especially in Sweden. Like, mm. uh, if if me or Tove says something that we really 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 think that this is important, then people listen to us. Mm. Uh, and so I think that's that's a good. <laughs> like it's it's important to to make use of that. Uh, but in, in the same, at the same time, I don't want to. Like, there, there is a problem that that men are taking too much, like are speaking too much and not let, letting mm. the women be heard. Like, uh, so, so it's all also like. It's about uh, being an ally rather than trying to drive the yeah, agenda. Yeah, exactly, you know? exactly. Uh, I, I do think it's it's important that that a lot of like everyone. Uh, takes a stand for this because this this isn't like a women's rights issue this Mm. is about equality like it's a it's it's about everyone having it better like um but but at the same time as you say i i don't want to i don't want want i don't want to be the ones who's doing all the talking about this because i think other people are affected more and should be like they're entitled to be heard more than me yeah i think i think that's i think that's very well put and i'm sure you know we'll we'll see you do other kind of parts of that activism that does has being a dad like made you maybe be more vocal about this has that changed your approach maybe maybe uh maybe i don't know uh, <laughs> say, uh it be, being a dad it it's like to to be a parent it it does puts like things in perspective uh, and and like okay how how is this going to work in like 30 years mm-hmm. like and that's that's or 50 years or like 80 years in 80 years i'll, I'll definitely be dead like <laughs> but, but my kid would probably be, a, be alive like so so it's it does uh, like put the perspe- perspective of things yeah uh, so maybe i it's nothing that i it's not something that i'm you know but, oh, I, I know that this contributes a lot, but uh, but maybe it does. Uh, yeah. It's difficult to say. <clears throat> Who knows? Who knows? Um, so let's talk about a little bit more about. Well, we get we'll get onto your plan B for the World Championships. But you've been, you know, you've been so close to an individual gold in the World Champs for a few years. You got that silver in Norway, um, and as you said you've you've started winning a lot more things in the last couple of years so what do you think will make for you make the that final difference to to win an individual gold at walk which i appreciate <laughs> is a tough question yeah I, like i think that the the most important thing is to run a lot of walks <laughs> run a lot of races you yeah. know uh, I, i've been i've been quite close a couple of times and i think if i i will keep like doing those kind of races like eventually i, I will win probably 
you know. <laughs> uh, like, it, it, well, there's so it, many uncontrollable you, factors in orienteering as well, you know, that you, yeah, yeah, exactly. sometimes so, you so just so need to get lucky in your day. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and I'm, I'm not, of course, I, I, that's something I aim, aim towards, like, and, and, and try to, to achieve, like, winning an individual gold medal. But it's not, it doesn't mean the world to me. Like, I'm, I'm really happy with, with winning a silver like it's it's not that's not what what is important i you know i i want to like so what is important is it putting together a really great race is yeah, that, more, is that kind of that. what you're trying yeah. to mostly focus on yeah exactly uh and and, and just continue to de- like to develop uh, as a as an athlete like to 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 get better and better and that's something that's it's really inspiring i think yeah. Mm. But as you say, like, like the perfect race, that's something that's been like with me for like, yeah, my, since I was like 18 or something, like, mm. that's really what I, what I want to do. Like, it's, of course, I'm happy to win the gold medal. Like, that's what I'm aiming towards. But if I'm doing a perfect race, and I'm really, really happy, and I, someone else does an even better race like what I'm gonna do what I'm gonna do like yeah uh, and and on on world champs I'm I'm yet to do the perfect race on individual distance uh, I've done it at least once in the relay maybe twice if you if you count last last walk uh, mm. in, in Norway as well that was a really good race but I wouldn't count it as perfect like in in the, the relay in Italy in 2014, that mm-hmm. was really really good. Yeah, that was uh, like something I I really. Uh, and what what makes it the perfect race? Like no mistakes, yeah. or like are you in a certain mindset or something? Yeah, it's more know? more more of a certain mindset, and I'm I'm feeling like I'm, I'm getting everything I have, like in me. I, I'm getting both technically and physically and mentally like. I'm, I'm there like everything is, is going the right way uh, mm, mm. and it doesn't happen that often uh, and well it, actually it, that reminds me of something that you've said previously I'd forgotten about this that you'd said quite a lot that you, you you've done a race and you you haven't felt very good yeah. physically um, yeah. but you've still had a pretty good performance and like yeah. that's almost that's been quite interesting to me like should you be feeling physically good on a performance or should you be feeling physically yeah. challenged on a performance when actually yeah. like you should be really pushing it to the you know you should be on the line I think that's a interesting yeah that I've not thought about it's, it's and, and it's more like it's not that I'm, I'm I'm thinking that I should be feeling feeling fresh all the way like mm. that's not the, the the good the perfect like physical performance for me like I, I had a really really good race maybe one of these like performances that I'm aiming towards, like on the Swedish middle distance champs, uh, this, yeah, this, this autumn. And, uh, you know, it, it, it felt great, but I'm, I was completely dead, like physically because I yeah. was pushing it so hard. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and that's not really the same thing for me. It's mm-hmm. like, uh, that race, it was really tough because I was pushing hard, you know, mm-hmm. I, I, but, but, the ability to to get in that get in that zone to get to what words I want to be and be able to like give everything I got, 
that that's what I'm aiming at. Mm. Not not really like having the perfect physical day, like, and everything is feeling. It's getting the best out of yourself. That's what it feels. Yeah, exactly, like. exactly. Uh, and and it doesn't happen so much. And that's I think it's really interesting to that we're so different. A lot of people like most people don't. Most people really focus on on the results, like. Uh, but but I'm I'm not really driven by that. I'm I'm a lot more driven by getting the best out of my, myself. Uh, and it's it's also been a little bit of a curse for me, like internationally, because I'm when I'm not achieving this like state of mind or this like the feeling that I'm doing like getting everything that I got, then I can start to like get annoyed and and start to to lose lose focus uh, and this it's it's only been like the last yeah the last couple of years that i understand that i it's impossible like th- this this <laughs> idea that i'm having to do this perfect race it, it might not be possible to do mm. that and i i just have to accept that i i will do a good race like on on world champs uh, and a good race is like yeah, sometimes that, that's enough to, to be the best in the world on that day. Yeah, uh, that's what some of our um, British girls were saying who who do the sprint and they realise that actually to, to top 10, to podium, to whatever, they just needed to have almost a normal race. They yeah, just yeah. needed to be competing within themselves and actually it's when they've been trying to do something too much that's when they've really struggled or done something and actually a... a a, a good race is good enough to 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 get those kind of results basically so yeah 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 exactly and and that's just something i i've been struggling a bit uh with internationally in like mm-hmm. in sweden I, I've, I've had that security that i can can do like a good performance is enough to mm. get a great result uh, and i don't need to do to like make great performances all the time and mm-hmm. i and i've been yeah even though like maybe for the last five years i've been i have had the capacity to to be on the top and win world cup races and stuff but Mm. it's only been in the last two years or three years that i've really done it Mm. uh, because i i yeah i've become more experienced maybe and just learned to to handle the, the, those kind of situations like mm. I, I yeah I, I'm a bit of a like I'm I think I'm I'm aiming quite high to do the perfect race <laughs> and, and, <laughs> and if you if you like fail to do the perfect race if then that that com- that race or that competition becomes a failure then you, you, I think you need to change your perspective a bit. And mm. I think I've done that the last yeah. couple of years. Yeah, because, uh, yeah, looking back again at those, the the kind of posts you put on your social media, I got a lot of that, you feeling very, very disappointed having yeah. not done what, what would on the outside look like a really, really great race. And you're, you're feeling very, um, you know, very negative about that. But yeah. yeah, learning how the experience of all those different, putting yourself in all those different, positions and mentally being in 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 the right place to do that um I want to talk as you said about about the plan b um Mm -hmm. so um 
training obviously in local terrain to a championships is often seen as kind of the only way to prepare. Do you yeah. think this is still true? And what are you trying to do in Sweden to, to prepare as much as you can? Uh, yeah, it's that's a difficult question because for me, it's always been like the thing that you, you're supposed to do, like, and, and all the big nations and, do and that. training camps and, and yeah, national exactly. training yeah, camps. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. But then if you, you know, I've got a very good friend, my, my club mate, Ruslan Glebov, mm. uh, who who I'm, I'm quite close to. Uh, like we train a lot together and we just have so much different, like our approach to world championships are really different. But what is most different is our possibility to go there. Like Ruslan is from Ukraine and they don't even have like a coach who is mm. like putting together training camps and stuff for them. Yeah. And, and, and they're not possible. Like, and, and he has been just to be a part of like the, the EU and being able to travel wherever you want. <laughs> and, and that's not, not the case for him. Like, mm. so, so th- things like we in the big nations take for, for granted, like, oh yeah, of course I'm, I'm be able to go with like five weeks training of training camps in the last year ahead mm. of world champs. No problem. But then like I talked to Ruslan, like he hasn't been to Czech Republic since the world cups there in 2018. Mm. Like it, it, it's just, it's just a, a different reality. And, and for me, it's, it's a bit humbling to to realize, okay, but I, maybe I'll I'll compete on the same level as Ruslan next time. Mm. Like I, I I've always had the advantage of coming from Sweden and, and having like a big federation that pays everything for me. Like okay, you can go there; it's it will be free yeah. for you. Like, yeah, well, we say, can us Brits can relate to Ruslan on some yeah, level yeah, because yeah, there's yeah. no money coming from British orienteering for on yeah. the senior side. Uh, so so it's. Uh, I think it's I think it's a humbling experience for for like the Swedes and the Swiss and the Norwegians. Uh, so I think that's quite good. Uh, of course, I, but, I yeah I would have want to, wanted to go, but well, what do you is. make of? Because some teams are, um, you know, having they have been able to do some training camps. You know, the yeah. Swiss have been out in France in Fontainebleau doing things. Um, we spoke to Miloš Nikodim. The Swiss have been everywhere. We spoke to Miloš Nikodim last podcast, and of course, he's out with a massive part of the Czech team. And now Tim Robertson's there out in um, uh, Kenya, of course. So, yeah. how do you feel about those training camps still going ahead? I feel like everyone is entitled to do what they feel is best like I, I I'm not I don't want to say like oh I think that's bad <laughs> decisions to to go to Kenya at this time uh, like I would probably not have just chosen to do that but then again I, I haven't gone to Kenya any other year either like so 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 maybe <laughs> it's not for me to say like uh, but I think it's all always difficult to to like to draw the line somewhere but I think it's well with what you did at Euro meeting you know you made your own choice and yeah, you exactly, say yeah. whatever other people do with Euro meeting they do you know whatever they do and you just can be happy with like the decisions that you make I think yeah so... exactly and, and it's it kind of comes down to if, if will I be able to stand on the start line at the world at world champs and feel like okay can I realistically make a good race here like 
do I have the technical ability to, to do mm. this? Uh, and if that is the case, and yeah, fine, I, I'll be happy with that. Yeah. Like, uh, and I could probably do that now. Yeah. Like, I, I've been I've been to Czech Republic. Like, I don't know, maybe since if you if you start at the World Cup in 2018, I've been there maybe three weeks or four weeks in total. Mm. Not very much, but still like enough to get a grip on the terrain and 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 to be able to do well, probably good results yeah uh, and still a lot more it, than other people have been able to yeah do, exactly, um, exactly. yeah uh, then then on the other uh, other hand like okay it would i what 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 should i do to be like fully prepared yeah but then i should have moved there like two years <laughs> yeah. ago you know it's 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 always some somewhere like it's it's always like you can always do more uh, and, and sometimes you, you need to realize, OK, what is enough? Uh, yeah. And I guess you've got to do enough that, get, that that's going to put you on the start line with confidence. And I think that really is the key. It's it's yeah. that is why you are training, do all that training and do that specific training is to build confidence in that terrain. And if you think you've done enough and you're as confident as you need to be, then that should hopefully be enough. Yeah, exactly. I, and I think that, uh, yeah, if if world champs would be tomorrow, a lot of people would have done a lot more training than me and a lot of people would have done a lot less training than me there. And that would, will be the case this summer as well. Like yeah. when we stand there, a lot of people would will have done a lot more training in relevant terrain, but most people would have done a lot less. Yeah. So, so I'm, I'm just, yeah, I'm, I'm just going to do my, my plan and hope that I can be there and 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 do do it well like we'll see we'll see uh, so, so yeah and this for you means finding all the rocks and all the hills you can around stockholm <laughs> yeah yeah exactly I'm, I'm i'm there's like two parts of this of course uh like in in uh, or more parts but for me the the ones i focus on quite much are the technical part and the physical part like those two and like for the technical part I need to be quite much in the terrain, I think, to to get like the really specific training. But I'm not really that bothered. Like, am I going to find the control? Am I going to be able to like navigate in a good way to the control? Yeah, I, I I think I have that ability. Like, I don't need to train that so much. What I need is like experience in root choice legs and stuff, uh, mm. which I don't have at the moment. But I, I'm I'm getting there and. There's a lot you can do online, like look at all old races and stuff. So I think I'll, I'll that part is the, is the one, like the technical part, is just like the route choices and and how how to like make the decision mm. before you start the leg. And then, then when I'm like on on the leg, I, I think I have the technical ability to to, to execute it. Yeah, execute it well. Yeah. And so I'm not I'm not bothered about that so much. Uh, mm. And then the the physical part, I feel like, for me, Czech Republic, it's it's very demanding for me physically. Uh, I've been all the time. I've been all, all the times I've been racing in similar terrain. I've been really struggling. Like it's been tough for me. Mm. Uh, so I'm, I'm really trying to to. Is that because of the steepness or? Like yeah, yeah, maybe. I, it's it's. 
like I'm 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 not. We're just very comfortable in that Scandinavian terrain, and it's yeah, really different. It, it, or... Well, it depends on, on your point of view, like. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I but I'm I'm struggling a bit uphill, uh, mm-hmm. especially when the uphill's a bit longer. It, and it depends on who, who you compare yourself to. Like, but if I compare myself to the strongest Czech guys, I know that I, I've got some some work to do to get to that level, mm-hmm. uh, and I'm trying to do it now. Like, I'm trying to 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 make something something happen uh, and and become better at it. Like, it's it's uh, and uh, yeah, one one way is to like find all the steep steep places in, in Stockholm uh, <laughs> and it's actually quite relevant it's it's a lot more relevant than you'd think mm-hmm. like just really? yeah like just uh, in within like five kilometers for me there is a lot of places that have these kind of you know 50 to 100 meter well not 100 meter like the the Hammarbybacken which is uh, like a ski right. slope central Stockholm uh it's I, I got like 3k three and a half k to jog there uh and that's like 90 meters and that's like I think the the, the biggest hills in mm. like uh, the biggest slopes in in the sandstone terrain is 100 something so it's quite relevant and then there, there's a lot of like 50 meters really steep slopes like so it's, it's actually quite relevant, but you, you do have to kind of isolate them and just run up and down, up and down, up and down. Like in Czech Republic, you can just, you know, do an or- a proper orienteering course and that, you'll just get there. But in, in Stockholm, you need, need to kind of, yeah, you know, okay, this, this, this hill, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll do this hill. But you can be creative and you can you can find, you know, you can find things to do, even if it's not ideal, you can still find something. So um, what it's a it's a mixed it's gone back to a kind of full program of the world championships um do you know already kind of what disciplines you're focusing on um do you do you know what you what you're aiming for in terms of the program it's it's difficult to say like i'm i'm like the forest disciplines i'm I'm, all the forest races i'm I'm really really excited about Uh, but then i'm also excited about sprint as well uh, i did like last year 2020 uh, i did quite um, much sprint training for, for being me uh, like i I've, I've always had like some some elements of my training like being geared towards sprint but the but last year with the walk was supposed to be a sprint walk and i i really tried to do the work to be there like and, and I, I really wanted to to do like develop that part of my my orienteering I, I've, I've been quite good I I do have a, a, a like European champs sprint silver medal from 2016 so mm-hmm. so I, I have been there like uh, but that was quite a special sprint with uh, was quite quite hilly and, and it's not a, a typical flat flat sprint <laughs> but I, I really did the did the work and I, I I like I lowered my personal best on on 10k with over a minute like mm. in 2020 so, so I've done a lot of work towards that uh, and I didn't really get anything out of it uh, well uh, the, the Swedish sprint champs 
uh, like for, yeah. for racing, I mean. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. So I'm still quite excited to to test test, test my abilities. How, yeah. how good yeah. actually yeah. are you? Yeah, exactly. how's, it, how's it gone? Yeah. Yeah. Well, exactly. Would you, would you do a, almost a full program? Like, is that something you know. would do? No. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. You don't know. Okay. It's a lot, though. Um, yeah. It is. It is a lot. And I've I've been really. I've, historically, I've been really restrictive of how much I race uh, at World Champs. Like I, I, I've skipped the long distance a lot of times just mm. to to refresh for the middle and stuff. Uh, but I'm, I'm also I'm also getting older and and more used to do a lot of racing. So we'll see. Uh, we'll see. I, I haven't decided anything. <laughs> it, it 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 depends. I think it depends a lot of how the rest of the team is performing as well if i'm mm. and how i feel i feel like if, if i'm gonna run the sprint i'm gonna be there to like have the potential to take a medal if, if i'm if i'm not mm. really feeling that i have that capacity then then it's better that someone else get the place so that i can fo- focus on the, r- the other races Am I correct in saying it was the European champs middle distance where you're the only Swedish male to qualify for the final? Was that right? No. Or was that, uh, have I got that confused? In Switzerland? In Switzerland, I, I didn't qualify for the oh, final. Oh, you didn't qualify for the no. final. Okay, so no. there was one, there was one Swedish yeah, it man was, who did. It was you were doing this on. Oh, the yeah. Only qualified. No, I, I uh, hit my knee really bad in, in a rock and I had to... Uh, Yes, yeah. rubbing it in, Catherine. Yeah. yeah sorry. I'm like, I'm trying to remember. I know there was one where only yeah. one. Sorry, no, that, that sorry that was, to bring that was up. Yeah. No, I, I was one of the ones who, who didn't qualify. That was brutal. It was brutal. <laughs> and I, I, for me, it was quite brutal as well. I couldn't run for two months of that. So that was quite bad. Yeah. But that, you, that's how it is. <laughs> that's orienteering, isn't it? Yeah, would exactly. you Would you rather it be a, a mixed, uh, full program of disciplines at World Championships or how it's going to go for the alternating years? What would you prefer? I mean, obviously, this uh, year is very special because yeah. we missed last World Champs and it's kind of exactly. a, you know, an exception. But going back, going forwards in the next few years, what suits you best? I don't really know. Like, it, it's, it's difficult. Uh, I see the point of like splitting it up uh, but i also do feel like we haven't really the iof haven't really done their analysis of what it will bring like it, it's i don't really know and, and i think that's that's the point i think that we should think about this long and hard before we we do make the changes uh, and the changes were made really really quick like mm. it's, I think that's a, a, a problem that the IOF have. Uh, it's, this has happened before, like with the inclusion of the, the sprint relay, it was exactly mm. the same. Mm. Really, really quickly it was just, oh, we're gonna do this. And yeah. I feel like it, in that case, it turned out quite good. Well, you know, it, the sprint relay is, is really fun discipline to, to run. And I think it's, had turned out it's well. It's great for spectators as well. Yeah. Uh, so, so, you know, it's, in that case, it turned out turned out well, but I think, you know, I I, I remember how it, how it was, how the discussion went. Like it's just, oh, okay, twenty fourteen, it's going to be uh, this new sprint discipline. We don't really know what it is yet, uh, but it's going to happen. 
you know. <laughs> and the same thing for, for the knockout sprint. Well, yeah. it's just, we, we need another sprint discipline. Quick, let's yeah, exactly. make one up. Yeah. So, yeah. so and, and I think the, both the knockout sprint and the sprint relay has the possibility to turn out great. And, and I think the, the splitting of, of, of walk also has, like, it could turn out great. But I don't really know, you know, and, and I don't think anyone knows. And this is, it's a long shot, you know. It's just the taking a chance that it will work out. And hopefully it will work out. Uh, we'll <laughs> see. We'll, we'll see, like, but and we won't, it's just not, not just in, like, in five years. We'll see how it works out in 50 years in, yeah. in like, you know, in the next generation of of orienteers. Mm. Uh, so well, we I, certainly I, haven't found out now and we're not going to exactly. find out for another few years, I think, and really wait and see. And, you know, you've started to have some people specialise already, but yeah. there's still there's a, still a good amount of people and I probably would count yourself among them that, that do a lot of different races. And so I think it's going to be really interesting to see. Well, anyway, mm. we've got a full programme on um, yeah. the world championships and uh, you know we wish you all the best actually in your you know in your training going forwards to that and that you can you know a that there is a world championships and b that you can be in a good position on the start line as well so yeah cheers thank you very much so thanks so much to Gustav for having a chat with us. I found it so interesting the chats about having a perfect race and whether it's I'm really surprised that he even says he's had a perfect race because you think about Thierry Georgiou's like very famous one second mistake and how orienteers are like t- picky on everything. So I'm really surprised that he said that he had that and yeah, gets annoyed that... when he doesn't have a perfect race, even if it's a race that's good enough. It's very interesting. Very interesting. Sign, I guess a sign of someone why they've won a world championship as well. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. You just have to be, you have to be so focused. Uh, anyway, it was a great chat with Gustav. Um, uh, and before we finish up, um, a word from our sponsors, uh, Envy and Straight Compasses. Uh, Will, you've got a little word about some of their shoes, the XXCs. Do indeed. Yes, the XXCs, the sprint race specific shoe. Uh, I whacked out a pair of these for um, some sprint reps I did last Saturday, actually. So I've started to build in my sprint orienteering routines into my weekly training now to start trying to prep for European champs because it's obviously going to go ahead. Um, (laughs) (laughs) And was using the XXC uh, on, well, it wasn't the driest day, but I was really pleasantly surprised after doing some intervals the day before how kind of sharp and responsive they felt, you know, cornering and and kind of trying to kick up some stairs and then going back down them. Really grippy yet responsive shoe per- seemed perfect for sprint orienteering we got that kind of half combination of grass and tarmac so uh yeah looking forward to actually getting some racing in them and, uh, that's the key thing being able that's, to race that is the, that'll be the real test of them anyway yeah. and if, so if you want some envy shoes you can contact mary fleming on nvstraightsuk sales at gmail.com that's nv str the number eight dot uk sales at gmail.com but will that is pretty much it for uh the this episode we thought we were going to hopefully have some races to preview but no uh, sadly so we, not we will we will uh, be back uh obviously next week with our sprint episode with gustav and then in a another couple of weeks time with the full main episode so we will see you then 